Hello and welcome to Fat Love Talk, the podcast where we talk about gaming news, entertainment, and all things that interest me. I'm your host, Zach, and this week we have a pretty exciting episode. It's, I'm going to admit something. It's going to be more of a musical episode, entertainment news, over gaming. I mean, I, I will be talking about the Nintendo Switch Online services. I will be talking about the Spider-Man review, because I have 100% the game. I've platinumed it. It is a fantastic experience. I, <laughs> I can't wait to get into that. But we are going to talk about Good Charlotte dropping their new Generation RX album, Blanca dropping her new Shattered album, Andy Minio dropping his new The Sword album, Gavi has a new single out called Get Em. Uh, not to mention we have... Um, the Andy Mignola Creator that came to Kansas City this week that I I, I missed it. We're going to talk about Tori Kelly's new album. Look, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, instead of going headfirst into all the things we're going to talk about, we're just going to dive into it. So this is Fat Love Talk. I'm your host, Zach. Strap in for a musical episode. And just as a friendly reminder, if you are listening on the Anchor app, great. If you're not this is one of those episodes where I would highly, highly recommend it. I'm going to be adding a lot of music to this episode because we're talking about new albums. I've looked it up. Some of these new albums will let me play their music on my podcast. So that being said, you won't be able to hear that music unless you're listening on the Anchor app. It's a simple download from the Play Store or the uh, Apple Store, whichever you have. Uh, please take a check and download that. And then, boom, you have full access to my music on my podcast hopefully one of these days i can play on all platforms but for right now we're working with with what anchor has given me uh that being said let's enjoy some music and then let's jump into this so as you can probably guess we're talking about good charlotte generation rx i played three songs from their album right before this review so Again, if you're not listening to the Anchor app, I definitely implore you to check out this album because I do want to sample some of the songs on the tracks to kind of give you um, a taste of what the album has to offer. I'll be talking about my secular music and my Christian music in this one, so of course you can always skip the ones that you don't want to listen to, or if you want to get right to the review, you can do that as well. Um, But for those of you on the Anchor app, that's an option that is available to you. Um, if you don't have the Anchor app, you listen on Spotify, Pocket Cast, you listen on any other platform, Apple iPod, um, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Then you don't have to worry about that. You can just keep on listening, jamming out to my reviews, and uh, we'll get through this um, in a <laughs> timely fashion. So let's go ahead and jump in. I'm going to go ahead and just flat out say 8 out of 10. I know most people save the review for the, 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 the rating for the end. Nah, I'm going to just throw it out there, 8 out of 10. Look, Good Charlotte is up there with Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, um, all those big artists that I used to listen to back in high school that I was really connected with. Um, I'm, I'm missing a few. Linkin Park, I love Linkin Park. Um, all those good, like, kind of not emo, but like, um, punk rock bands back in the days of the early 2000s where everything in life was just so dramatic for me and like I could sink myself into some music that just could, re- could relate, you know? And I really like good Charlotte. I've always loved good Charlotte. I've always loved their music. And this album is no exception by any means. I love this album. It was really good. I like that they have some softer music, some harder music, some 
some mix in between. I really liked, like, the full album, Front to Finish, is a good listen. Like, it's a good listen. If you're ever just chilling, wanting something good to listen to in the car, maybe you're playing Rocket League on your PlayStation or Xbox, etc., you just want some music to play in the background while you're doing something, working on, you know, homework because you're in college, you know, pop it on. Take a listen. It's good music. I mean, if you don't like good Charlotte or punk rock or any of that kind of music, then I guess... You, it's your prerogative. Of course, you can listen to what you'd like, but I'm just this is an eight out of ten for me. Solid, solid review. I think the music speaks for itself. If you listen to it before this um, segment here, you'll, you'll hear that uh, I played uh, a few really well, some of my favorite songs on the album. Um, Self Help was the first one I played, and it's it's just a solid album. Um, Self Help itself is, I believe, the second. I want to say the second song on their album, um, and it's it's really good, it's got some good lyrics behind it, and I feel like the older I've gotten, the music that I like ends up more being with the lyrics than anything, if I can resonate with the lyrics, if they kind of flow with me, and I can get that vibe, then I think we're in business, but a lot of the times, I'll listen to music, and I just won't necessarily jive with it. And not that that's a bad thing, it's just, I don't know, I just don't like it, I guess. But this is definitely an album I would highly recommend. I, I want to say the next song I played was called um, Cold Song. Yeah, I think the second one I played was Cold Song, and the third one I played was California, The Way I Say I Love You. Um, those were more, like... Not ballads, but like, maybe they were. They were slower. So um, they were really good representation that an artist, I've noticed especially artists that I've known my since growing up, and I'm here, what, 25, um, a lot of artists are, I wouldn't want to say maturing, but like changing their sound to be like more evolved. And you can hear that in their voice. You can hear that in their music and in, in the evolution. And some people don't like that they're evolving with the times, that they're evolving with their music. But me personally, I'm a hardcore fan. Like, if I found out a good Charlotte concert was coming to Kansas City, you know I'd be all over that. I'd be like, where can I buy tickets? Because that, that reading is going to have at least me in it. So, And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who feels that way about this album either. <laughs> you feel me? So let's go ahead and move forward. And I'll play you some music from the next review I'm going to be doing. And uh, we'll jump right into that. This next one, I'm going to give you a heads up. It's going to be the review of Gavi's single, Get Em. So Gavi has a new album dropping, 1019, coming up this next month in October on the 19th. It's called Panorama. And I'm pretty certain that the singles he's been dropping, such as this one called Get Em, um, is going to be on that album. And he's been doing a lot of cool stuff with his music. Like, he not only has some, some rap in the music and some, like, Latino vibes, and, like, he's from Colombia, so he has those Colombia vibes, and it's really bumping. I love his music. Um, he also has, like, an almost, like, electronic kind of echo vibe going on in his music, and the beats are just really good. I, I, this song in particular is not my favorite song by Gavi. In fact, I feel like I get stunted a lot by, like, a solid album when an artist comes out with them. When Gavi's um, album... Um, what was it called? Um, was it rock and roll? Um, 
I believe it was um, his his most recent album, full album. That was such a good album. It was so good, and I, I like every song on the album was was a vibe. You know, it was, it was a jam, and I could just feel it. I was just getting it in my car when my you know adapter works, and I could play my own music in my car. Man, I was getting it. I was jamming out some good tunes, man. I cranked it up at the stoplight. Yo, you know you like it. Stop getting mad at me. No, I wouldn't do that. Um, but you know. I was, I was feeling it. It was good. And then the singles he's been coming out with, yeah, he's been doing a lot of collabs with people I don't recognize, and I'm loving that because it's given me a whole bunch of new music to listen to. But this particular album, I'm going to go ahead and give it probably a solid, who would say a 6.5 out of 10. It's good. It's not, like, super great, but it's good, and I really like it, and I will listen to it again. I've heard it about three three times now, I think I've listened to it, um, for new music coming out this weekend, that's pretty good, um, I think, um, so, it's not the best, but I did want to bring it up in my podcast, because a lot of the time, Gavi, I mean, his music is so good, and not a lot of people know of him, so, I mean, what better way to bring some of his music into the light, than maybe if, you know, you as a listener don't know, and now you can go look him up and say, hey, this music is pretty fire, I love it. Go check it out. And uh, that in itself, oh, he has some good music videos too, by the way. If you look him up on YouTube, <laughs> ooh, his most recent album. God, I don't know it was. But yeah, check out the single. It's really good. Um, we're going to go, this is only a single. I'm not going to like dive deep into it. I'm just going to give you like a synopsis. Um, the one I do want to talk about, like I really want to get into this one, is the Andy Minio album. And I have Blanca and Tori Kelly still to talk about. And I want to get into Animania though because I can't get over this album. Oh, let me just let me just play some music for you, and then we'll we'll discuss. We will have a good discussion afterwards. There are seven tracks on this new album by Animania, and I just played you four of them because it's I just I couldn't pick and choose. It was so good, and and Anchor was wonderful enough to let me share. Four, actually, I could have played the whole album if I wanted to, and I could have very well chosen to because <laughs> it's quite the listen. Um, I almost kind of feel like I should have done a uh, new music episode instead of a podcast episode where I reviewed it because I don't really know what to say other than the gush about how great the music is for like this album in particular, for the, the Gavi soundtrack, for the uh, new music by a generation you know, RX album by Good Charlotte, like, I could just go on about how good it is, but, like, why even explain when I could just play the music and let you decide for yourself, just, you know, Fat Loves Picks, new music, you know, this week coming up, and then, you know, we could do that, and I actually might think about doing that in the future, because um, even though I do love to ramble on this podcast, I do love to get my opinion out there, and uh, uh, properly embarrass myself with how many, how I can just go on and on about a topic. <laughs> uh, it might just be easier to just do a new music episode um, every now and again and give you some some great music to listen to as a bonus if you're an anchor listener. Um, this album, though, let me go ahead and jump into it, okay? <laughs> this album is a follow-up, okay? It's a follow-up from his uh, most recent album. Uh, this one is called Two. The Sword, um, actually, and if you give me just one moment, I'll give you the first one. Um, this one's called To the Sword, and it's a follow-up to um, his first one called The Arrow. Alright, so the first one was The Arrow, 
This one is the sword. And <laughs> let me tell you what. Fabulous. Fabulous. This isn't like a... I mean, it is a full album. But it, it isn't like... The Arrow was also an album, but it's not listed as an album in his thing, even though it has six songs on it. And I, I really enjoy the artwork, the aesthetic, the work put into it, the lyrics especially. Like, if you made it through all four songs, you're going to know, obviously, he's a Christian rapper. He believes in, you know, God and all that stuff. And I, I love that, uh, that he puts it into his music, okay? But he's also a very real artist. You know, he sings about problems in the world. He sings about, or raps more, you know, accurately about problems in the world and issues in his life and things he's struggling with. And it's very relatable. And, and like I've said in previous episodes, I can get behind relatability in an artist in their music and, and what they're putting out there. You know, if an artist puts out, I don't know, I've said this before too, music about, you know, beef with somebody else or music about drugs or music about the club. And I can't relate to that. I've never done drugs in my life. I haven't even smoked weed. Okay. I've never smoked drugs in my life, done drugs of any kind. I've never been to a club in my life, unless you count high school prom, which I doubt compares to anything. <laughs> like that's not even a comparison. Let's be honest here. All right. And, and like, I, I don't mix myself with those kinds of crowds. You know, my idea of getting turned on a Saturday is inviting some close friends over, you know, getting some drinks mixed up in the in the kitchen, and uh, you know, having a good time. You know, maybe we're gonna, you know, watch, you know, some movies. Maybe we're gonna play some board games. Maybe we're gonna play some Cards Against Humanity. Maybe we're gonna do some drinking games. You know, maybe we're, I don't know. Okay, we could pop on the Switch and play some Mario Party. Comes out next month. I'm stoked for that. But you know what? I, I'm just not gonna go out to the club and be like, let's get turned. Let's let's get some girls. Let's grind up on them and let's get it, you know, no, it's, it's not who I am, okay, I mean, would I be okay with going out, like, once every blue moon, maybe, okay, I've never gone to Westport, I've never gone to Power and Light, okay, so if you're from the Kansas City area, you listen to my podcast, and you know what those places are, and you're in disbelief right now, I mean, I'm willing to change that, you know, actually, uh, as of recording this, I haven't done this yet, but I was, I've been meaning to reach out to the a friend of mine, a Christian, and uh, he has a podcast here as well, willing to go ham, check him out, great guy. Um, I've been meaning to ask him, he, he kind of talks about Power and Light and Westport a lot in his, in his like, podcast where he has, like, some of his friends over and they all get on the mic and then it's kind of chat, you know, it's an hour long, just, you know, dudes being dudes, chatting about whatever, and it's a great listen. Um, I'm not big into sports, but I'll sometimes listen to his sports segments just to hear you know, what's going on in the entertainment, you know, world of sports. But uh, I'm thinking maybe I should reach out to him and be like, yo, show me the ropes, you know, what, what's, what's the what in Westport, you know? You know your way around. I mean, maybe I don't want to go drinking and having a, a crazy time, but maybe you can just show me around, you know, whatever, and we can have a good time. Uh, I'd be down for that because if I'm with somebody I, you know, I kick it with and that I trust, you know, they're fine. Yeah, sure, I could probably get down with that. But for, the, for right now, for the most part, I'm just not – you know, the kind of guy who goes out to Westport, who goes out to PL, who, you know, gets it, as <laughs> they say. Um, but more more to the, the point of this album, um, he, he, he's got a lot of relatability um, for me. And I really enjoy how, like, vulnerable 
it almost makes him feel when I hear his music, you know? Like, the song called Friends and None of My Business and Donuts and Shame, which are all four songs I shared, are just, like, in my opinion, the highlights of the album. Like, the other three are fantastic. Please listen to the whole album if you, you know, want to listen to good music. But, like, those are just really great. And I'm waiting for... um his next full album release so that I can really get a taste for like what's going on, you know, next, because if this is any indication, there's some straight up fire emojis coming at you. Like if I was going to rate this album, I'd probably give it like 9,000 fire emojis. But if I'm, if I'm not going to rate it on an emoji scale, then I'm going to have to go ahead and give it, you know, probably a solid like 9.5. All right. That's, that's how good it is. Andy Mineo has always been a, like a 9 to 9.5 with all of his music. Even going back to the starter days when he was just making his first album and whatnot, you know, you probably have heard of You Can't Stop Me, right? It's it's a very popular track, you know? And it's gotten, like, I think, a million buys finally, and he, he went gold or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it went, but it, he made a remix to celebrate it. I talked about it on my podcast, and it was so good. It's a good, like, he even went back to his old music, remixed it, and made a new version of it for his fans to say thank you, you know, and I was like, oh, man, that's just commitment, man, that's love, and I can get, I can get behind that kind of music. Um, I know I've rambled <laughs> quite a bit already about this, so I'll spare you the, the gushing of Andy Minio's music. I love it, I love it to death, and uh, let's go ahead and, like, before I move over to Blanca's album or Tori Kelly's album, I do want to say real quick that Andy Mineo and Lecrae did their Better Late Than Never tour. Um, they started it up, and the first spot that they were stopping was Kansas City at the Truman um, the night of Friday, September 21st. Now, I know Fall Out Boy was also at Sprint Center that same night, so maybe you didn't go to Andy Mineo's concert, but, dude, I called off Friday because I thought I was supposed to go down to Tulsa and uh, see my two older brothers and go four-wheeling this weekend. And then we pushed that back a couple weeks. Um, so I'll have some fun stuff for that week on podcast. Um, but uh, I decided to tell my manager, I was like, look, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just save my vacation day. I'm going to push it back, and I'm going to work that day. Now, I wake up the morning of Friday, the 21st of September, and I look at my Instagram, and Andy Minio is posting with Lecrae about how he's going to be at, uh, I think it's like a, a Sprint or some sort of phone store at like 11.30 in the morning because they're going to be in Kansas City all day. They may as well meet some of the fans, whatever. If you're going to be downtown, come check us out, you know, get a photo or whatever. And I was like, what? So I go onto their tour website and lo and behold, I have misread that they were going to be in Kansas City um, on a different day. I thought it was going to be in October or November. I thought they were going to be in Kansas City. Turns out they're starting their tour in Kansas City. And uh, I had I was, like, in a conflict right there. I was like, do I go on to work? Do I go into work for a half day? What do I do? <laughs> I wanted to go so bad. It was like 35 bucks for a ticket, okay? That's nothing. I can do that. I ended up going to work. And five and 6.30 rolled around when the doors opened. And 7.30 was the show. And I was just sitting at work. And I was like... Oh, why am I doing this to myself? I did pick up overtime, so I was working like two and a half hours of overtime Friday. So, I mean, 
I got some money out of the deal, but like I didn't. I wanted to spend money, not make. That's <laughs> backwards logic, but uh, that's how I felt about it. And Lecrae was there. Words played was there. And what up? I'm gonna mispronounce this. I think it's RGL. Um, but there were some really good, good rappers that I, I follow, and I was like, no, Andy Minio is like the OG. If only, like, if, I'll tell you what. Okay, if if it was gonna be. Um, Andy Mignol, Lecrae, Words Play, Derek Minor, KB, and then Tadashi, I would have canceled any plans I had. Any plans I had. If they did a 116 tour, that's it. That's I'm not even going to make an exception. I'm, I'm just going to go. Like, I'm just going to go. Like, that's hands down. That's worth That's, that's happening. Andy Mignol by himself is worth going to. All right? The fact was Lecrae. Bonus, okay? Lecrae is dope, all right? I know you've heard me talk about him in my, my podcast, my most recent uh, Fat Love Talk radio episode. I played some Lecrae, you know, and uh, it was a good time, but I really wanted to go to this concert, and I missed it. So if you went to the concert, and you were one of the lucky people who went, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. I wanted to go, and I didn't get a chance to go. But I'm I'm going to a uh, Sir Sly uh, Joywave concert. November 2nd, so there's that, and I'm excited for that one, but outside of that, I'm going to go ahead and stop gushing about this, stop talking about Andy Minio, because we've gone on for about 10, you know, whatever minutes, and uh, let's talk about Tori Kelly and her new album. Right out the gate, I'm going to say this is Tori Kelly's best album she has ever released, like 2018, this is fabulous music, and I played three like choice selections from her album. This this has a good amount of music, you know. Um, yeah, I think it has nine tracks on it for this album. And uh, I started off with Masterpiece, which is the, the opening song on the album. And it's featuring Lecrae, who I just mentioned uh, with Andy Minio on tour. He was uh, on Tori Kelly's startup uh, track on her album. And <laughs> Masterpiece should be on the radio. It is fire. It is so good. And it's catchy, and it's, it's fast-paced, and it's fun, and I, I really love it. The second track is called Help Us to Love. It's really good. It's featuring the Hamiltons, and I don't know who that is, so you, you want to know who that is? <laughs> no idea. Some people that people collab with, I just don't know who they are. But Tori Kelly, I know who that is, and her album is fire. And I could give this one some fire emojis, too, if I wanted to, because it is just great. And... Uh, this is a full-on Christian album, though. Like, it's a full-on Christian album. So if you're not into Christian music, you probably skipped the music I played beforehand. Um, if you're on any crap, and if uh, not, then definitely you probably won't check her out. But I do recommend it because it's good, good music. And the final song that I put on this um, podcast for you to listen to is called Soul's Anthem. It is well. That one is a lot more um, gospel than the rest of the tracks on the album, so uh, I just love the the gospel sound, and um, the It Is Well with My Soul is just, it resonates, you know, I love that, and um, it makes me, it gets, it gets a fun reminder, you know, that um, I, I'm, you know, kind of a screw-up, I mean, we're human after all, you know, emphasis on man, you know, we're not gonna be perfect, we're, you know, imperfect for, you know, a reason, you know, all that free will we have inside of us gives us the choice to either, you know, be who we want to be or be who we don't want to be. But we have the choice to be that person. And where you are right now is is entirely based upon your your choices. Nobody can make those for you. And I, I love that about life and how 
much freedom we have. Uh, sometimes I feel like I have too much freedom um, with my free will and my choices and whatnot, and it screws me over because of you know the kind of person I am and the decisions that I make with my money and my my life and whatnot. Um, but you know what? I, I love the fact that I have it because it gives me a chance to learn from where I've been, to learn, you know, and where I'm going and to be a better person in the future. And I definitely do see myself evolving. And they're very, like, Tori Kelly's vocals are just flawless. All right. They're gorgeous and they're really good. And this album is, is more slow than fast it's got a lot of her vocals just kind of leading the music and whatnot and if you really listen to the lyrics and and close your eyes while you're listening it, it just it's very you don't even have to try you just feel vulnerable you just feel you know in that moment you're just enjoying the music that she's putting out there and i give this one a solid nine out of ten as well it, it just it e easily easily deserves a perfect 10 but again i won't give anything a perfect 10 in my humble opinion. I don't think anything is quite perfect, but this is close to it. This is gorgeous music, and I really love it, and uh, that's why I'm putting so much music on today's podcast. It's because I don't want to like oversaturate the podcast with um, music, but at the same time, talking about the music only goes so far, and I just think that the music speaks for itself, and um, the like four or five minutes I give in put input, you know, are, are my personal opinions, and that's all we really need to take away from that, and so, instead of going on for any extended period of time, I thought maybe I would play a few you know, select tracks that Anchor allows me to play with Spotify on my podcast, and uh, you know, we let you do the deciding for what you like and what you think is good. Maybe I'm giving you some great music recommendations, maybe you're you got a notepad out right now, you're taking notes, <laughs> and then, good, because there are some some good music coming ahead in the future of Fat Love Talk. I'm going to make sure I put on a lot. And I think I've thought about this more. I've been doing this episode, and I've been thinking about this this week. I will probably do music episodes where I just review music, and I give you that because I do have a lot of good music recommendations, and I'm loving how I can just sample all these tracks with you guys and talk about it a little bit after the math or after the fact. And it's really good because music like this, especially with Tori Kelly and Andy Mino and uh, Good Charlotte, and Gavi, I mean, that music, I can't even, like, do a good job of explaining it, like, not even the genre, you know, like, really, is is Tori Kelly a Christian artist, or is she not, because her last album, I don't believe was, I listened to part of it, and, and Lecrae, he, he doesn't really classify himself as a Christian artist, more like a hip-hop artist, same with NF, he's not a rapper, he's a He's not a Christian rapper, he's just a rapper who happens to believe in God, and why should his faith, you know, add a title to his music, you know? They're the same with Skillet, you know, everybody's been back and forth on, is Skillet a Christian artist? Is Skillet a Christian artist? Are they a Christian rock band? Yes, they're, they're a rock band, okay, but that doesn't mean that they're a Christian rock band, they just are a rock band with, you know, the lead singer, the group, they, they you know, believe in something more than, you know, us dying and that being it, you know, they believe in God and afterlife and all this stuff, heaven, hell. And I, I love that, you know, some people just don't need to be classified in a certain category, you know, like that. Like when Fat Love, when I bring my music out, when I bust out of here with a, a knee pee or a single or something, you know, it'll happen one day. Um, you know, is it going to have religious undertones? Maybe it might very well have that because I do 
I do let my faith, uh, you know, it is like a moral compass and it, you know, helps me make a lot of the decisions that I make, you know, and I think it keeps me from making a bunch of stupid mistakes, if I'm being totally honest, because uh, me in high school, before I was religious, made a lot of dumb decisions, and uh, let's just say that it's gotten, it's gone uphill <laughs> from there, you know, got that diploma, left my dumb decisions on stage, well, for the most part, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. Um, and this album is a journey, you know, kind of you work through it, and then when you get to the end of it, when you have that anthem, that soul's anthem as well, the reason why it's more gospel and why I like that tone is because once you've gone through all eight other tracks and you hear this one, it's just like a, it's, it's not even a climax. It's, it's like, you've already been to the climax. You've already, you're at like the end and it's like a really like, it lifts you up. And then you're just like, yeah, I, can't, I got, I got this. I, I, I'm really feeling this. And you're left on a high note, and that's a good thing, because you can go about and do whatever on a high note, and it's just, it just feels really good, and I, I love that. And I've rambled enough. I'm going to move on to, <laughs> the last one is the Blanca's album, and then we can move on to some of the gaming news for the podcast. I just wanted to knock out all this music here at the beginning, so we can get a fun show started with some music. So right off the bat, you can kind of feel Blanca's album. You can kind of go, know where she's going, you kind of feel you know, the direction of everything, and, and this new album, like, let's be honest here, I wasn't actually going to review this one, um, simple because I didn't really listen to Blanca that much, but then I remembered, um, she had an album back in 2015, and she, she has a song, um, called Not Backing Down, that's, like, really, really popular, and, like, that's why I was like, oh, man, she wrote that one, okay, cool, so, with their 2015 album and then not dropping nothing until 2018, I was like, man, this is like, what, a breakout album, a comeback album? Like, you're not done yet, you're making music again? And I was like, you know what, forget about that nonsense of not reviewing it. Let's go ahead and review it and talk about it and give it a solid score because um, I liked it. Like, I did. This is a full album. Like, let me, give me just a second. I'm going to count it out loud. You got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 tracks, 14 Bangers on this album. Yes, it's a Christian album. Flat out the gate. I'm going to say that right now. It's fantastic music. If you take a chance, you listen to it, you're, you're going to enjoy it more than likely. Like That's just my humble opinion. I'm a man who likes rap, rock, country, folk music, opera, anything. Classical, instrumental. I love it, okay? I'm, I listen to every genre of music. I love heavy metal. I love all that stuff, okay? I listen to everything, Okay. Now, does that mean I only listen to Christian music? No, I just said that I listen to everything else, right? So I reviewed Good Charlotte, and I reviewed um, Eminem's album uh, a few weeks ago, and I've been meaning to watch that Sway interview, and I haven't gotten around to it with him. But uh, I, I listen to a lot of music. I'm very, very diverse, and I've been branching out a lot more lately, listening to music this week especially. Um, all this music I've been reviewing for this episode is all new music, so... I've spent a good, like, probably six hours just listening to music, you know, on repeat over and over to get a good sense of the album, to get a good sense of the music, to get a good sense of everything. And in this music, I've really enjoyed listening to most of it. I mean, I did only really listen to a few of those um, tracks on, at least for Blanca, I listened to it twice. And um, I was just really mesmerized by Tori Kelly's album and Andy Mineo's album. Um, Andy Minio, I listened to his album five times on repeat, not even kidding, back to back. From the moment I listened to it the first time, I hit repeat, and I listened to every single song 
back to back five times before I stopped. And I was at work the whole time. So that's just how much I loved that. All right. I popped in the headphones. I took calls. I listened to some good music and I had a good time. And man, let me tell you what, that album is just fire. And this Blanca album is really good. I'm going to give this album probably a solid, I would say seven out of 10, you know, as far as, um, liking it goes for me personally, I thought it was a good album. And, um, I love the Spotify premium unless you just listen to all that music and that it lets me share a lot of it. I do know that some of Tori Kelly's songs um, on Anchor, at least Spotify won't share some of those tracks, but that's okay because I got some of the good ones to play for this podcast at least. And uh, that's why I was excited because when I looked up a lot of this music on Anchor. I was like, yo, it's letting me share a bunch of this music if I want to on my podcast. Let's go ahead and make a music episode and let's pop off a lot of good songs and let the the people hear some good music, you know, if you're in the car, this episode is, is just, you're jamming probably, you're jamming <laughs> to this, you know, and you're waiting for the next part of music, but, uh, yeah, this is, this has been a fun, fun time, because I don't usually get, uh, new albums, especially new music, the Anchor won't let me play a lot of that stuff, with, uh, some of the other music I've wanted to play on that podcast, it's blocked me, it's been like, nah, not available to share, because the artist, or Spotify, one or the other, has chosen not to allow this to be shared via the Anchor app. Um, 7 out of 10, Shattered by Blanca was a good album, and those two songs are, are some of the like, two best songs on that album. And I recommend going and listening to it front to finish and giving it a t- uh, check out because <laughs> it's good. It's really good music. Now, I really loved that coin-click sound that I had as my transition on previous episodes. I don't know if you've noticed this in listening or if you're that close of a listener to where you like pay attention to small details, but Anchor has done a lot of updates on their app, and uh, they've taken away the transitions and added sounds and other transitional sounds that are different. There's a lot more to choose from, and they're categorized, but they didn't keep some of the same stuff they had before, which is a little upsetting because I really liked the the game corner sound effect that I use for transitioning, and now I'm I'm a little at a loss for <laughs> what I'm going to be, you know, using. So bear with me while I figure that out this week and next week, maybe even the one after that. Who knows? Um, I have to figure out how to do this because um, the mobile app doesn't make it like totally easy to. Uh, add all this stuff and do stuff. I'm, I'm not sure how the, the computer PC version works. I'm hoping to find out one of these days. Um, but for right now, we're going uh, with what the app has. And it's added a lot of nice, innovative updates, but it's just not, like, there yet. And I might even send them some feedback. Who knows? Um, but let's go ahead and move forward. Nintendo Switch Online Services went live on the 18th of September. And... Um, I did the seven-day free trial because I wouldn't have gotten paid until that Friday, and I wanted to kind of, like, save the money I had because I was kind of dipping into some uh, savings there at, the, like, the last couple of days because I'm, I've been spending money on um, seasonal stuff coming up and uh, haven't been keeping tabs on how much I'm spending. But that being said, um, let's go ahead and talk about the Nintendo Switch online services. Nintendo Switch... Fabulous, innovative, groundbreaking console from Nintendo. Great console. All right, I love it. Um, 
one thing I will say though is the online service needs work. Okay, and you've probably heard this from everybody who's reviewed it so far that's come out with it because I come out my podcast on Sundays. So from when it came out on the 18th to today, you've probably heard plenty of other people talking about this if you're even at all keeping tabs on this. But the online service is kind of lackluster, okay? They want me to pay $25 a year for cloud saves that are iffy if you don't stick it into the internet for a week, you know, continuously. They want to give you promotions, but they don't really have anything available. They give you some classic arcade NES games, but, like, outside of Donkey Kong and Super Mario Bros. and Zelda, <laughs> like, like, what? And the online stuff is, is neat and dandy and all, but not really the kind of thing I want to go out of my way to play multiplayer for, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, they did a good job with talking about it because they did tell us what they were going to have. They explained everything to its fullest. They just didn't do enough. I don't think they didn't. They didn't do enough. Um, games like Splatoon Two won't need the online service to work. You can keep playing Splatoon Two and not pay for the online service. And I think it's funny how certain games are included in the online service and certain games aren't. And I'm just like, if if you if you're gonna make a game online capable, I mean, every game that's online capable should have a share feature, both video clips and screen captures, okay? A lot of games I've played don't have that feature available. Give your devs, your third-party devs, your indie devs, that ability, okay? I'm, I'm a little a little upset that we're going to have online service. We're going to have to pay for it. Even though it's like a throwaway $20, $25, we're going to have online service, and... We don't even have proper cloud saves. We don't even have proper um, you know, share shareability. You know, we don't have online streaming services like other than Hulu. It's, it feels like Nintendo is trying to play catch up, but they're they're doing they're doing it wrong. I, I'm just gonna say it. Okay, they're doing it wrong. Um, Nintendo has had plenty of opportunities to catch up to what Sony and Microsoft are doing, and they're still a contender, and they're not trying to compete, so they say, but at the same time, can we not look at the progression of their consoles? They, they're understanding that the future is now. I mean, while the Switch is a great device, and it's portable, and it's a home console hybrid, it's dope. All right, the Wii U should have been the Switch. They're a whole like they're still behind. Okay, the Wii U had some banger titles. Okay, it was really good, and I loved the Wii U. I played the Wii U a lot, actually, a lot more than I'm playing my Switch. If I'm being totally honest. All right, Mario Bros. U that's being remastered for the Switch. Well, guess what? The fact that they have to remaster because not a lot of people played it is just, is just bad. Okay. That was a fantastic title. I'm buying that day one, January 11th. That's going to be in my library, okay? I'm going to play it. I'm going to grab some homies. We're going to have a good time. But they're remastering a lot of games, which I'm happy about, because the Wii U got overlooked. And I'm just like, you should have realized that the success of the Wii wouldn't have tr like translated over to the success of the Wii U. 
And the Wii U was a fabulous console, really great. The tablet, the whole like thing they were doing there was really cool. But the, the tablet didn't have a very good battery life. And gamers especially have long play sessions. What, do you think it was going to be for kids? You're going to play for an hour or two a day? And then, you know, your time's up. Go go do something else. Read a book and do your homework, you know. Dinner time. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> there are adult gamers who are going to play that for more than four hours, okay. And I'm looking right at my, my Wii U right now. And the tablet doesn't work. I stopped using it when um, I got my PlayStation 4. And it collected a lot of dust, and for some stupid reason, even though it worked perfectly fine the last time I used it, the gamepad will not turn on. It would, it won't turn on. I can't charge it. I can't connect it to anything to turn it on. It just will not work. And I'm a little more than upset about that. I'm actually very angry about that because it, it's, it's like the console itself was fabulous, right? The concept, the great ideas of it, but, like, the memory was awful, and the the... Gamepad didn't feel very durable, or like there was a lot of technology inside of it, and it, I don't know what the Nintendo was trying to do with it. You know, very very innovative. I think that Super Mario Maker is the best example of that. I made so many like really fun courses for my friends to play. And God help Caleb, I made my friend Caleb play a lot of them just because I thought it would be fun. And <laughs> I found a lot of ways to uh, screw with him because I watched a lot of dashy uh, gameplays of Super Mario Maker. And I used some of those things. <laughs> and he doesn't watch dashy, so I was like, I don't regret So I had a good time with it, okay? I really did. And I would go back and I would play it more, but my gamepad will not connect which is annoying because I'm not sure if it's like a, a time thing. Like I didn't play it for so long and the battery just was like, never mind, I'm going to stop working by, or it's a different issue altogether, but I'm a little more than upset that I can't just plug it in like a year later and keep playing it. You know, it's kind of upsetting because I paid like what, three, $400, $300. I think the Wii U was $300. And now what? I got to pay more money to fix the gamepad to replace the gamepad. No, no, it's going to keep collecting dust until I, I have the extra savings to do that because I'm not going to go out of my way to fix it now, which is a little upsetting when I want to, you know, hook it up. They should have had online services available on the Wii U. They should have had online services available with the Wii. The fact that they didn't is ridiculous. If they were going to have um, Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff, Online services. There's apparently on the Switch going to be coming out with like a comic subscription where you can pay for a subscription to read comics on your Switch, which is really cool. I actually like that quite a bit. I hope you can read it horizontally, so like the tablet on its side can be like the pages and you can you can swipe through. That'd be cool. Um, but if they were not going to do online back then, why are they doing it now? And I'll tell you the really easy, simple for profit. Nothing more than profit. All right, Nintendo is trying to make a little extra money because while the Switch is selling phenomenally, they've decided to push back their online service to this year, and they were going to give people more of a reason to buy it. And then with uh, Smash Bros. coming out in December, yeah, everybody has to pay that $20, or it's $5 for one month, but let's be honest, you're not going to play Smash Bros. for a month. All right, you're going to pay... For the year, pay your $20, and $20 times 1 million people, it's $20 million right there. 
well, that's bad math, but you get the point. <laughs> okay, so they're going to get millions of dollars off of this $20 subscription and, and whoop de freaking do for them, okay? I just hope it means new IPs, okay? That's what I really hope it means. Not like they're going to support the ones that they came out with for Switch. Splatoon 2 gets all these updates, but what does ARMS get? A party crash? A party crash, really? Awesome. You gave us like three or four new fighters, and what, you're done? No, I've gone into this before. You gotta support your IPs for longer than like one year, okay? You can't just think it's gonna be a throwaway game after a year, okay? You put a lot of work into that title, and I would keep playing it, but I just stopped playing ARMS. Like, I just, I just stopped playing it. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but because I've played it. I've played it to its, like, not to its, like, Fullest, I guess. I haven't unlocked everything in the art gallery. But it's like... There's no incentive. You know, Rainbow Six. New operators are coming out all the time. They're on year three content. Call of Duty. Even after the next Call of Duty title comes out, they're still supporting it. You know, they just came out with an update for Ghosts. Alright, that's years old. Advanced Warfare has had an update. That's years old. Infinite Warfare had an update. You know, they're still supporting all these old titles... Destiny, the first Destiny, is still having updates, if I remember correctly. The second one is having updates. I mean, it's an ongoing game, but it's also, what, a year old now, and that's why it's like a free game on PS Plus this month. Go get that if you don't have it. it. Look, I don't understand Nintendo strategy, and I don't think I ever will. I'm a hardcore Nintendo fan. I'm a Nintendo fan. Boy, I have a 3DS. I have a, I have a... I have multiple 3DSs, actually. I broke, uh, I actually broke one by accident, because I sat on it, and the screen had an issue, and uh, I was so sad. Um, and then I got a new one, and then I had a, a DS, and then I had, I had two DSs, and then I had a Game Boy, and then I had a Wii, I had a Wii U, I had a Switch. It's like, I've, I've continued to support you, I've, I've continued to buy your games, I've continued to, to talk in positivity about you. My body is Reggie all the time. I say it. And and it's it's awesome how how great your games are and fun your games are. And this new Mario Party coming out is gonna be a banger because you've actually listened and stopped putting us together. <laughs> Mario Party nine and ten just weren't good. Okay, let's just learn from that. I think that's why they're calling this a Super Mario Party instead of Mario Party eleven. Um because they don't want to be associated with Mario Party 9 and 10, who knows. But I digress, okay? I'm just going to say this. The online service has a lot of work to come, okay? And uh, this week, I'm going to go ahead and pay the $20 for my one-year subscription. And uh, I already got my Diddy Kong uh, on Mario Tennis Aces. I couldn't think of what it was. It's not a racer. I was going to say Mario Diddy Kong Racer, but... Um, he's not a fighter either. He's Diddy Kong player. There we go. Diddy Kong is a playable character on Mario Tennis Aces. This month, if you uh, hop on the online tournament and participate, one match, win or lose, you get Diddy Kong. And I actually really like Diddy Kong, so I'm probably going to play some more. Um, games like Mario Party and Mario Tennis and the sports games and stuff like that, those are games I'll keep playing. You know, I mean, I would love for you to keep supporting them, but... Those are games that they are kind of a full package when you get them. And what you add to it just makes it better. Like when you had Mario Kart come out on the Wii U and you added those DLC packs, guess what? I bought them. And then I bought your game again a second time for the Switch. 
I digress. It just seems like there's a pattern with Nintendo. Buy our games again so you can have it again. Like, that's the only incentive. So you can have it again. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll just, uh, I'll just do that. But now we have this, you know, online catalog of NES games, which is the big selling point for online services. Because every, you know, monthly we're going to have, like, different things to do or play or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. In the end, I, uh, I said my piece on that. I just don't think Nintendo Switch online services is really at a place where it should have even been a thing. Um, I think all the big people up at Nintendo were just like, well, our shareholders need to know what you're doing to make us money, and we have to do something now. Our sales are at an all-time high. The Switch is selling like a hotcake. Um, we're finally keeping stores stocked because we're not under shipping. And uh, what are we going to do next? Okay. Everybody who bought a Switch now has to pay $20 to play online. Oh, that's smart. The guy who pitched that probably got a promotion. Oh, yeah, everybody else does that. Sony and Xbox. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. And PC doesn't really have that problem because as long as you pay for an internet provider, you're good. Um, but you're paying for the internet, you know, so you're paying for the service. Whereas <clears throat> with uh, Sony, Microsoft, and now Switch, you're paying for your internet service plus the ability to play online. So, I mean, whatever. I'll build a PC at some point and then I'll keep playing Mario games, but I don't know about uh, all this online stuff. You know, it's getting expensive. It's getting like a, a lot out of hand, you know, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering with, uh, I'll do the, I'm going to do a prediction show next year on my E3 show. Um, and I'm going to have the homie Tyler on if I can. And, uh, I'm going to do a prediction show because I think when PS5 comes out and the next iteration of, of Xbox, I think those are going to be the last ones that are physical. I think from there they're going to have, like, a streaming box of some kind. Um, I think that they're reaching their, like, 4K is going to go to 8K, right? And then 1020p is going to be whatever the devil that is, you know, 2020. <laughs> and uh, everything is just going to get better and bigger. And, you know, next step is, like, VR. And then, you know, virtual reality is going to turn into AR and then... There's this whole thing where the future is always evolving, and me personally, I don't need VR. I don't need to immerse myself in a game. I don't need to put on a suit of armor, like virtual reality armor, and stand on a, a movable platform that's like $3,000 just to play a game. No, I'm already having problems picking out what $360 games I'm buying in the fall with my paycheck because I can only afford that. So if you start throwing these extra expenses out there, these special editions, these VR games, these VR machines, these new consoles, no, I'm going to be broke forever, and uh, the future woman that I marry is going to be like, why do you spend your money on all this stuff? It's junk. Like, why do you do that? You're spending all the money. And I'm like, I, I can't help it. And like, yeah, you can. You can choose to not buy it. I'm like, yeah, it's not that easy. But I digress. Um, I got to... I gotta, like, you gotta stop, okay? The, this is more than just Nintendo at this point. I'm rambling about, like, the future of technology. It's ever-expanding, and 
have many, many predictions for the future, and I'll get into that in a future episode. But this has definitely, definitely been more of a uh, Nintendo Switch Online Services ramble slash rant over a review. And you know what? I'm okay with that, because it wouldn't be Fat Love Talk without a ramble or a rant of some kind on this podcast. And here, here's what I'm just going to say. Bottom line, to end this segment, I'm just going to say this right here, right now. Nintendo, get it together, all right? Fix your stuff, all right? You're not going to listen to me. I'm a nobody. But, I mean, I'm going to say it so that it's been said by one more person that loves you, that's passionate about Nintendo, that cares about Nintendo, that wants to keep supporting Nintendo. Just figure it out. That's all i got to say is just figure it out. Now, I actually did have a ramble prepared for this episode of Fat Love Talk, but I'm going to go ahead and move it to uh, next week, uh, simply because the Nintendo Services Online turned into a ramble slash rant, and uh, that was pretty intense. So we're going to go ahead and move that one back, because I'm really proud of the one I wanted to do today, and I want to go ahead and push it to next week. And uh, I'm going to keep doing new segments, new things to kind of test out this podcast. We're on episode 16 of Fat Love Talk, and I couldn't be more proud of how we've progressed within these 16 episodes. And uh, me as a host and as a commentator, uh, reviewer, all these things at once now, um, it, it makes me feel pretty accomplished that I've gotten to where I've gotten. That It sounds so much better than the first couple episodes. You know, I had the two-hour E3 segment to, you know, start up episode one and two, and then from there I did a about me section, and then I started talking about things that interest me, you know, gaming and news and music and things like that, and it's just been a great week, um, every week that I've been posting, and I was actually worried, like, you know, what if some weeks are, you know, less news happens and I don't know what to talk about, then I'll, I'll always, I'll always have something to say, and I know that, and I'm not worried about it. And uh, I just, I'm excited, you know, September 22nd, you know, we are officially in fall. So as of yesterday, guys, um, we welcome fall. Summer is now over. And uh, I'm sad about that because summer is my favorite. Um, I love fall. I love spring. Those are easy answers, you know, like I love the fall, the leaves falling, the pumpkins, the Halloween, the changing of seasons going to from warmer to colder, and it's beautiful. And especially if you're in Missouri, Kansas, the Midwest in general, you kind of see that. And uh, I, I do agree that fall is fantastic, and that's my fallback favorite season. I do love fall quite a bit. Um, I just I just don't like how it's a, a reminder that you're going to wake up one day and snow is going to be on the ground. You're going to be like, ugh, I got to drive to work in that. Nah, son. I don't want to wake up an hour earlier than I normally wake up just to defrost my windshield, you know? Like, no. Please don't make me do that, God. Can I just live in a warm climate where it's like, I don't know, a smooth 70 degrees or 65 to 70 degrees daily with partly cloudy, you know, the sun behind the cloud but still coming down and, you know, there's good feeling all around. You can wear a scarf. You can, you know, still get your Pumpkin spice latte, whatever, whatever, hold the cream, <laughs> whatever, uh, from Starbucks. And, uh, you know, you can have a good time still, but let's let's not go from totally 90 degrees outside to totally 
40 degrees outside because while well, some people love the cold and some people love the hot, and I'm definitely loving the hot more than the cold. I'm just, uh, fall is upon us, and I'm loving it. I got a lot of things planned for this fall, and I'm really looking forward to 2019. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I'm going to miss the summer already, you know? By the time I turn 26, life's going to be so different, and that's another thing I'm thinking about, you know? Um, this is a heads up. Halloween is coming up in 38 days. So we're 38 days away from Halloween. And uh, that makes me just think, you know, wow, it's already the end of the year, you know, like 2018. You know, let me ask you this. Um, <clears throat> and of course, it's rhetorical because you can't really respond to me. But think about it. Have you made any resolutions from January to now that you have not completed? For me, every year, it's consistent. I'd love to lose some weight. I'd love to read so many X amount of books. I'd love to uh, invest more in others, my friendships, my relationships, and less in you know, my games, my you know, TV shows, my things that I can do by myself. You know, there's plenty of time to be alone. And there isn't a lot of time to be with your friends, your loved ones, the people you care about. And uh, I think... I've done that latter one really well. I've seen a lot of my friends. I've seen a lot of the people I care about. I've seen a lot of the homies, and I, I think that uh, I'm proud of myself for being better than I was last year at that. And uh, 2019 can only get better, right? Um, I didn't read a lot of books. I'm still currently reading the Spider-Man uh, prequel. Um, that is definitely... Something I need to finish. I'm 40-something pages into it. And it's really good so far. Don't get me wrong. I just... I've been playing uh, a lot of games that I've been wanting to catch up on before <laughs> Red Dead comes out at the end of the month for October. Um, so I'm just trying to, like, book through that. But maybe I can just take a couple of days and read a book or two. But <laughs> you know how that goes. Every time I try. Speaking of Spider-Man, um, I was going to talk about the full Spider-Man flat-earned review. And I will say this much, um, the story itself, 9.5. I keep that. Like, I, I will keep that rating. That is a perfectly earned 9.5 out of 10. However, the whole full platinum as the game itself is concerned, I'm going I'm to give it a 9 out of 10. Alright? And that's only because of the crimes in each district. you got four different types of crimes. And it's a little grindy to swing around and wait for crimes to happen. Um, especially if you wait until the end of the game to like clean up the plat. Um, it had a lot of crime happens at night. So once you beat the main game, the story, you can go to any of uh, Harry Harry's research spots and you can change time of day. And I changed my time of day to night, so it's constantly nighttime, and I'm dry, I'm swinging around, waiting for crime to happen in every district, and it's a little more than frustrating, but uh, I only died a couple of times, and that's only to the Sable uh, troops, because they're so freaking annoying. Um, everything else is pretty pretty easy. Okay, the backpack collecting, the uh, police tower, you know, unlocking, the um, story mission stuff where you had to do the... Uh, Side missions, um, where you go and do all the experiments in the lab, 
with the DNA strands and the computing and all that stuff. That was that was fine. Okay, I don't mind. I expect every single open world game, whether it's a small open world or an RPG full massive expansion, I expect every game to have some kind of collectible, and that's fine. I don't expect anything less. The Witcher had the Gwent cards. Um, every Assassin's Creed ever has collectibles of some kind. You know, Spider-Man is no different. Click backpacks, you do towers, you do uh, outposts for Sable, for Fisk's tower, for Fisk's construction sites, for later in the game, uh, prisoner outposts. You do all kinds of stuff, okay? It's no surprise to me that you got to do a whole bunch of collecting and a whole bunch of um, tedious work. Um, it makes the game more fun, honestly. You get to unlock new abilities, you get to test them out, you get to use your gadgets, and it, it just gives you a chance to use them, you know, and I love that, you know. Gave me a bunch of great photo opportunities, too. I mean, if you haven't been on my Twitter, you know, check it out, man. Like, my Spider-Man photos are not, like, the best out there, but I'm proud of a lot of them. I'm really happy with what I got with the photo mode, you know. So, there's that. And, uh, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give this a solid 9 out of 10, you know, and uh, since the game was perfect. You know, not 100% perfect. I'm waiting on the DLC to come out, and uh, you can platinum the game without 100, 100% of the game. Now, I 100% every district. I did not do every single Taskmaster challenge. So all of my gadgets are not fully upgraded. A few of them are, but you need challenge tokens to fully upgrade every single gadget. So I'm going to go into the DLC with, like, two or three, maybe. I think two. Um, upgrades not on some of the gadgets I don't use very often, but that's fine. I don't really mind. Um, some of those Taskmaster challenges were just crazy hard. And uh, the homie Tyler um, told me that he actually has 100% all the Taskmaster challenges, and I'm like, man, it's possible, but whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. So he's, he's like boss at that. He has 49 Platinums. And Spider-Man will be his 50th Platinum. So he's pretty happy with that. And uh, I'm working on my 25th Platinum whenever I get that next. Um, but I'm, I'm just I'm just living life, loving life, enjoying life, and going with the flow. Um, but that's my Spider-Man review. I didn't want to get that out there. It's a fabulous game. Hands down, the reason why it's done so well is because Insomniac really did do a good job. They earned the praise that they're getting. They really did. And they're even sharing fan photos from Photo Mode on Twitter that they find really cool. And I, I love that they're interacting with the fans. And that means a lot to me. And even when I had that copyright issue, um, they haven't done anything to me since. So my videos are all up on my channel again and in the playlist if you want to watch part 1 through part 15 of my playthrough. And uh, I loved it. I really did have a good time. And I think that it's 100% worth the purchase. Um, I just pre-ordered Red Dead 2. I'm waiting for that to come out, and we'll see what happens. Um, outside of that, um, that's all I have for you this week on Fat Love Talk. Let me go ahead and give you my Twitter. Fat Love uh, Podcast is always on social media because I like to, I don't know, be social, I guess. So definitely you can find me at the Paper Penguin on Twitter, and you can find me on Snapchat at Fat Love. That's P-H-A-T-L-O-V-E. If you want to follow me on YouTube, it's going to be Alpha Phenomenon Gaming. Um, and uh, with that, mad love, and it's been a great week. I'll see you guys next week on the next episode 
a fat love dog.